Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we will be discussing an article that Leslie Johnson wrote for the November issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled, Manure Rules Not Just for Large Confined Animal Feeding Operations. Thanks for joining me today, Leslie. Thanks for having me. Leslie, the focus of this article is on why regulations are required for livestock manure management. Give us some more information on the why, why producers should be aware of this, and also some of the different guidelines that are out there and rules and regulations that producers should be aware of. Sure. So the ultimate purpose of manure regulations and all, really all manure management that we as the manure team teach is to keep water free from contamination, be it nutrients, be it other kinds of pollutants like antibiotics, what have you. The manure rules, as a general rule, are uh, more focused on nutrients than anything else, but there is some more research coming out over the years that shows that uh, those regulations actually are helping a lot with other things as well as the nutrient content. So manure regulations actually stem from way back to the Clean Water Act, which is enforced by the U.S. EPA. Uh, In the state of Nebraska, the regulatory authority is actually the Nebraska Department of Environment and Energy. They used to be Nebraska Department of Environmental Quality. So if you hear them called NDEQ, that's what they used to be. They are now the NDEE. And so they're the ones that would come out to your operation, be able to give you some tips and tricks on what you can do to improve your operation so that the EPA wouldn't have problems if they decided to come and inspect your operation. The EPA does have authority to look at absolutely anything that they think might be contaminating the water. So it's not just the large guys that are potentially in trouble with EPA. So we want everybody to do good manure management practices and really keep that manure out of the water. Where can folks go to find more information in terms of thinking about, do I need to be permitted? Uh, What's the kind of guidelines for knowing that, who might be a contact for me in terms of visiting more about what are the requirements for my operation, where I'm located, where can they find that information? Right. So I tried to do kind of a high level overview in this article so that people that don't currently have a permit understand a little bit more about what they're required to do. But they can always contact DEQ or NDEE now. They are not as scary as some people think that they are. They are there to teach and to be kind of your liaison between you and the EPA. And so they're glad to come out and check out your operation if you got a question and they will look it over and tell you what can be done, what should be done. And they're not there just to uh, fine you or do anything like that. So DEQ is a great recommendation. The other thing you can do is talk to pretty much anybody on the manure team and you can find us at our manure.unl.edu website. We have a contact us page and you can find the person that's closest to you or that is got the expertise that you're most looking for. We are listed that way. So we have a lot of resources here in Nebraska for folks if they have questions about their manure regulations or how they should be doing something. In our conversation thus far, we've talked about primarily thinking about contamination of a manure with water. And as we think about that topic, that's obviously one that's of foremost. But then there's also the issue of what are we going to do with manure from confined animal feeding operations in terms of application on land? 
share with us a little more about some things we need to be aware of there in terms of a nutrient management plan. So nutrient management plan, their sole purpose is to balance nutrient inputs with what the crop actually needs. And so it's really important when you're applying manure to know what you're applying. Uh, we like to talk about calibration of your manure spreader so you know exactly how much manure you're putting out there and then take a sample of that manure also and find out uh, what the nutrient content is in there. Then you can calculate how many nutrients that you've applied and you can look at that compared to what growing crop is going to need uh, for nutrients because if you match those up as close as you possibly can, then you're going to be a lot have a lot less risk of getting manure into the water because it's being utilized by that crop. As I think about doing that, there's obviously some record keeping things in place that need to be able to verify to document what you did. Share with us some more about some of the requirements for that and, and maybe some resources that can be helpful as people look to do that. Sure. So re record keeping is absolutely required by the large CAFOs or those that are permitted, but it is highly recommended by the university to have anybody that's utilizing manure to keep really good records about what you've done. It keeps you out of trouble in case something happens and goes wrong. If for some reason you would get a heavy rainfall and all of your manure would run off, you can say, well, I did everything right because here's my records. And so those records are really important. In the University of Nebraska, we have a record keeping calendar that we produce on an annual basis and I'm actually uh, it's in press right now so if you are interested in that calendar you want to learn more about it you can contact me directly or you can go to our manure.unl.edu website to find that calendar and you can order it it's a no-cost publication because it's sponsored by many of our livestock groups so that um, it is free to producers to use that it is designed for the large guy to cover everything, but it has everything that all AFOs need to do, including inspecting water lines on a daily basis. You need to record daily precipitation so that your manure storage doesn't overflow or you know what you've land applied and how much water was potentially could have caused runoff on that. There's a place for inspecting the production area and the storages so that we know that there's no loss of nutrients there. It also includes a place for stormwater diversion so that the clean water that is around your place does not come into contact with the manure and become contaminated. Uh, it also has a place for irrigation systems to be inspected and to re record manure levels. And then you need to, to keep track of all of these records for five years in a, for anybody who needs to keep track of them for five years. So then you're in compliance. Anything else you'd like to highlight, Leslie, as we point towards wrapping this up? Mostly just don't be afraid to ask questions. If you don't know what the rules are in your area, don't be afraid to ask somebody. Um, call our manure team or call up uh, your extension educator. If they don't know the answer, they know who to talk to or they are willing to find out. And NDEE is also right there. They're, they're there to guide you and to help you. They're not there to be that uh, beat you over the head with a stick kind of, you did it wrong. That's not their goal. They want to teach you how to do it better. So don't be scared to call if you have questions. Thanks again for joining me today, Leslie. Thanks. For more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, this can be found in the November issue of the Beef Watch newsletter. 
I'll also again mention the website that Leslie's talked about, manure.unl.edu, that has a lot of resources related to this topic.